What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Match Me Abroad edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and very excited co-host. She's strong-headed. She is blunt. She's somewhat tall, beautiful, Czech. It's the one and only Teresa right there. Ahoy, everyone. How is everyone doing? Finally, we're going to go to the Czech Republic. Let's talk about Czech, baby. Let's talk about you and your family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me put it out there from the start. The Czech Republic is not an Eastern European country. It's a Central European country. You heard it's it here right first, in folks. the middle. The Czech Republic is called the heart of Europe because it's right in the middle oh. and it's shaped as a little heart. Oh, has my heart. Central, guys, central. Do you think maybe when it was part of Czechoslovakia and, and Slovakia maybe moved a little east? That Yeah, the f- Slovakia was our tail. Maybe that tipped the scale. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the tail wags the dog there is. When it comes to the language group, Czech is a Slavic language, which right. is considered East. All right. But the country is not Eastern. Okay. All right. It's Central. All right. Maybe once upon a time in the history, when we there was a different geography a little bit because of all the wars saying occupation, let's not get into that. But now we are a Central European country. Teresa, you should be happy that Americans even know Czech exists. Let's just put that out there. Oh, everyone knows. We do now. Czech is beautiful. We do. I don't think I knew Czech existed until I was probably 17 years old. What do you do in school? I don't know. We talk about the big boys. Like Ger- who? Germany is a big boy. Well, Czech is a... Russia. Czech is a small boy. Czech is a, Czech is but a very small there, boy. But out there, beautiful history... Oh, it's my favorite European country, Teresa. Let's tell our friends what you experience in the Czech Republic. What do we have? A lot of things. Well, yeah, but what, what did you experience recently? <laughs> the Venus. Oh, Venus, yes, the Venus. I thought you were talking about it. the hairs running across the street, but you have all those rabbits running wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, sunflowers, which I didn't expect. Yeah. The Venus of Dolní Věstonice is the... Oldest ceramic article artifact, yeah, in the world. In the world, found in the Czech Republic, near my near my home, actually. Mm-hmm. So many, and this is just one of many amazing things about the Czech Republic. You got that right. All right, we're we're gonna try our best not to tip the scale in the favor of Czech here, because I think we're gonna be dealing with three different countries. We're gonna be dealing with Morocco, Colombia, and the Czech Republic, yeah. of course. Of course, Czech is near and dear to our heart, so mm. we will probably go on at length about Czech. But we will also give these other countries their fair due. Yeah, we will. And uh, guys, I'm a Czech woman, but don't you worry. If someone's being a hoe, I'll call them out. Oh, yeah, I absolutely <laughs> will call them out. I hope, I really hope, and I really hope that they will be nice to Harold and he could find love in the Czech Republic. All right. Well, we'll see. Because as Harold said, and you know it firsthand, Czech people are very straightforward and we just say what's on our mind and it doesn't always come across the right way. That's why this podcast exists. Yes, but I dialed back quite a bit. There are times... <laughs> and that's John- why this podcast still exists. <laughs> there are times that John was like freaking out on the subway because I said something around people that I didn't think was bad, but I guess it was bad. Let's not get into that. I, don't but- know, I think I blocked that out. I don't remember. But yeah. yes, you definitely are blunt and to the point. I'm very blunt, but I uh, I try. I try my best. I think I learned but these these Czech women who still live in the Czech Republic, yeah. I don't think they learned anything from anyone. We'll see. They're going to be their authentic selves. We'll see. I and doubt, I'm here for it. I doubt they've learned the art of sugarcoating. But oh, we don't sugarcoat. We'll see. We will svetle coat. What? I don't know. Sugar, svet, sweet, svetle. I'm trying to work in a little. Slatka. Ch- Sletka is Nemám sweet, right? But what about when a beer? You get a svetlý. is light. Oh, light. Okay, it's sweeter too. So that's what I thought. It's not. I have a lot to learn, folks. But light mean like light in the color, and it's like light with alcohol. Got it. Lighter. Yeah. All right, we're we're gonna talk all about it momentarily. 
Before we do, real quick, we're on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Message us there. Check out the memes, all the posts, the news. It's a good time. Check out. There you go. All right. Get used to those puns. They're <laughs> going to be coming at you from all sides. At Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. Also join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Currently covering Love in Paradise. Yeah. What a season. Also, give us a follow right here, right now, if you aren't already following the podcast, because you may have noticed we drop a few things here and there that you may not be expecting. And if you're following the podcast, you'll get it as soon as we drop it. It's so easy to follow. You look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash like it's as hard as the Czech Republic. <laughs> of course. Right. Guys, don't right. you worry. I'm uh, even I'm sick of the Czech Republic right now. <laughs> I'm going to get better. It just I'm so excited because we really don't see anyone from the Czech Republic on these shows. And I, I'm i here for it. All right. So smash like it's as hot as the heart of Europe, Czech Republic. It is the heart of Europe. And please, if you haven't left the review, please do. We're working hard over here. We're, we're cranking on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders. So if you haven't left the review, please do. If you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the 90 Day Fiance podcast. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it. Enough small talk. Let's get into the big stuff. This is Match Me Abroad, season one, episode one. And I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to put the carts before the horses here, but I'm really liking it. I'm loving it. And not just because of the Czech Republic. I'm also loving it because our first single, Searching for Love, lives in NYC, which we also have a connection to. Yeah, yeah, this is almost like a reunion tour for us, yeah. seeing, all, seeing all these cities and countries. Yeah, this show, it's before the before the 90 day, which I find fascinating. It's people who, of course, are not in relationships yet, so we get to see those relationships blossom or not or fail and fizzle out. It's the single life mixed with before the 90 day. It's everything you could ask for and more. It's, it's basically Caesar's. Scenes on steroids. Exactly. I thought that exactly when we were with Harold and Katerina. But let's start with Susan here. As you said, New York City, 52, looking more like 32, Susan. Yeah. And Susan says she drinks a lot of wine, which, I mean, I'm trying. And Tony's like, Teresa, you shouldn't drink that much wine. Well, I think I should. It's the wine and the Botox. Well, I'm also interested in that. Me too. But yes, she's living her best life. I think it's also the probably high six-figure salary that she's making that helps her stay looking the way she's looking because she looks good. She's got a semi-swell dog. Semi-swell to swell. It becomes swell when it acts nice. I'm sure I'm going to piss off at least three of our friends listening, but the name, unoriginal. Moo? I know. We have two friends who have, one has a cat and one has a dog named Moo. Who has a dog named Moo? Evan. Oh, he does? Yeah. Is it a swell dog? It's a semi-swell dog. (laughs) It's very semi-swell. I need to look it up. Uh, But I'm sorry. It's not an original name. And Susan, you may be be more basic than you first appear because we see, oh, you work for a hedge fund. You're doing pretty well for yourself. Don't shit on Susan's best friend. Her dog? shit on you. Yeah. Her dog. She said that's Moo is my best friend. And the way she talks to Moo and about Moo He's more. He's her son. Yeah. Well, we go from Moo to Meg, and Meg is her human friend. Yes, but Moo is there too. You got it. Moo is everywhere she is, and she brings Moo to Colombia, which we'll see, but not to get ahead of ourselves. She meets with Meg. Yes. They're talking. We, this is where we get the rundown of, of Susan's dating past and married past and New York City past. And it's so familiar to me because it's so true what she's talking about. And I'm not saying, oh, Bill, you're not from New York. I wasn't going to interrupt you and say that. I was going to say it's so familiar. Were you getting a lot of dick pics? Oh, no. Uh, not that. Okay. But it's hard to date in New York because everyone is in, in a rush to move somewhere else because there is always something better, right? And I was that way too. It's it's that mixed with, I think, from my experience, the kid in the candy shop. Yeah. It's, oh, there's so much. My town where I'm from in Connecticut, there's about one and a half potential 
options for me. In New York, there's about one and a half thousand in every neighborhood. Yes, and I'm gonna say something, and don't take it the wrong way. Actually, take it the good, take it, take it well. I think I found you very early on that you didn't get spoiled by New York City. You just moved there. And, and so you still, yeah. So you were still, you didn't get that mindset of like, oh, okay, I'm here. So many girls, I'm going to go out and, and bang everyone. Like, oh, oh, swipe right on this group. But look at, look at the other one. Well, maybe I'll go out with this one on Friday, this one on Saturday. And I feel like the longer you live in New York City, the more you realize how many options you have. But it becomes more com- difficult to actually settle on one person at the same time, though, you are lonely. I mean, I There's was... this balance, and you didn't get... I love it because you're so pure and so nice, and you, you, you weren't spoiled. I was sucked into the game. I you was, were, but I was not going, too much. I was going to the bathroom in the middle of the workday just to swipe. <laughs> you, you get addicted to it. And I don't know that New York can change a person that much. I think you are who you are at your core, and I was never going to be... A fuckboy, oh, if okay. you will, to use the kids' terminology. Yeah. But I, I was, oh my gosh, a kid in a candy shop. I just swipe and there's all these options and it's fun and it, and it gamifies dating. And it's not for everyone. It's not for Susan. I imagine the older you get, the less you want to do that. Yeah, I think it's for some people. Like I, I, know, I know girls, I know guys who love it, who are like, why would we settle down if we can date and you have... You have this unlimited amount of options because there are new people moving into New York City every single day, right? So it's not it's not a small town that you could run out of options. It's you true. want they keep restocking the candy shops. They keep re- people move around within New York City too, so you have like new people within your neighborhood. That's the thing, which a lot of people may not understand, is you have to narrow down your search in New York so much that. I think I had within a one mile radius, at most five mile radius when I was on the apps in New York City. You must have five because we matched when I was at the airport. I was in JFK. Okay. I know, but no, 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 no. But you were living six, seven blocks from me. Yeah, point two. Right. So I think that's why you were in my algorithm. I think I probably said swiped right and then you probably swiped right when oh, you're yeah, at the airport. Yeah, you're right, you're I right. think I had it within a mile because yeah. there's just so much. But I talked to my friends who live in New England and they're like, I'm at 50 miles and I'm still <laughs> getting the same people cycling through. So that's the New York dating scene in a nutshell. Susan, she's looking for something serious because she is a serious woman. She was married already. Yes. And I think Susan had fun when she was younger, right? But when you are in your 50s and you you do want love, I feel like everyone wants to find love at some point of their life. I'm not saying everyone always wants to find love, but you reach a point where you're like, I don't want to be alone anymore. Maybe not. Maybe not. She definitely doesn't. As I said, she was married. She got married when she was 23, but her husband was in med school, so they didn't spend much time together. Ended up divorcing three years later. And so now she's ready to travel back to a country she has visited in the past and took one hell of a photo that while she was there. from Colombia. Oh, South she America, was talking though. about South America okay. in general. <laughs> they keep showing this. I know. It's almost a Dateline <laughs> photo. You know, they always show that one photo because they only have one photo of, of the couple. They keep showing this photo of her next to a topless South American boy <laughs> and her mouth just agape. Her mouth just wide open. I almost feel like she probably went to Rio because it looked like some sort of a st- street celebration and... Could All be. these like shirtless men could be. I don't know. She kept saying South America. She wasn't specific. However, she loved the food. She loved the culture. And she loved the men. Mm-hmm. And so. Her friend Meg's like, well, can't be worse than the men here. So they go. They hate men in New York they City. They hate men in New York City. And, and that's what I have to say to Susan is you don't have to go to South America. Go to South Carolina. Or go to South Jersey. Like, yes, dating in New York City is very difficult and it's not for the faint of heart. But you don't have to go to another country. You, you just got to get out of the city. But here's the go thing. Go to Long Island. 
Go to the South Point. Don't go to Long Island, am I right? <laughs> Not totally, but okay. I mean, the Hamptons are nice. But um, I think she's looking for a different mindset. That could be. And that's what you cannot find in the U.S. area unless you get lucky and you find a, a real foreigner freshly off the boat like you have. <laughs> but so fresh. <laughs> well, we met when I was here, what, for four, five, four and a half years? Five? Oh, I don't know why I thought you were here for like 10, but you're right. We celebrated when you were here for 10 years. So I've been here for 12 years. It was 12 years this past December. So yeah, I met you when I was here for five. You really were pretty fresh off. Such a fresh fish. Such a fresh immigrant. Because <laughs> I'm a fish. What do you mean? Pisces? Yeah. Oh, anyway. So here's the name of the game. All of these singles, they have matchmakers in these foreign lands to help them find the man or woman of their dreams. And I'm into this. Yeah. So Susan has Juan. And I don't know how she came to find Juan. I don't know how Juan came to find the matchmaking business because he says he's only been in it for a few years and he's an older man himself. Juan Manuel Nino from Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. He apparently asked all the right questions. So Susan was like, this is my man. Not my man, but this is the man that can help me find my man. Yes. And that's how it's going to go down. Yeah. And so back to Susan, uh, she's telling Meg that Juan sent her a questionnaire she had to like fill out. Yeah. And that was it. So let's pack. Let's well, pack. Let, let's go through the, the requirements very quickly, though, because her requirements, I didn't think, were that over the top. She said hair on the head, not on the back. Which so, I'm here for it. Okay. Which is probably harder to get when you are in your 50s. But someone who travels and someone who's financially stable. And Meg is like, whoa, all right, Miss Picky. And it's like, is that too picky? Is that so much to ask for? If she had to compromise on one thing, I wonder what it would be. Probably the hair. I was going to say. I would say. Hairy back. Ooh. You can wax it. You can nair. True, true, true. But the traveling is a big thing. I think that's a big part of people's lifestyle. It and is. So you don't want to compromise there. And someone who's financially stable, you don't have to be making as much as her, I'm sure. But she doesn't want to just, she doesn't want to be a sugar yeah. mama, right? For so sure. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's that many check boxes to check yeah and i love that this show just moves because we see her packing in her fancy awesome looking apartment with stairs uh -huh. did you see that i did not see the she stairs. packs her stuff she packs moo and she's on the plane moo is being swell and here we go we are in colombia yeah, and this is definitely a posh matchmaking service because they send a driver, a different Juan, yeah. to, <laughs> to pick Susan up. Although he had a George Michael earring. I don't know if you no. saw that, which is a little suspect, but Juan was there to pick her up and, and swoop in and drive her to the hotel. Yeah, Juan Pablo. This one's Juan Pablo. Okay, I'm glad you're taking these intricate notes because <laughs> I just had Juan, Juan A and Juan B. Oh, yeah. So the hotel looks nice, too, but I guess of that's course. what she's paying for. Of course. So she gets to the hotel and she's checks in and just hopes, I, I really hope the men are as hot as they used to be when I was here 20 years ago. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I think before we move on, because I know, Theresa, you're very excited. but I think Very excited. Before we move on, we should take a quick break. We'll tell you about our sponsor for this episode. Yeah. And then we will come back and we will talk about Harold. We'll talk about Czech. We'll talk about the heart of Europe. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello. Oh, yeah. oh, hello, Vietnam. Ahoy, Jonathan. Ahoy, Torres. I don't know what's going on with my voice lately. We're just podcasting a lot. I know. My voice is like, sometimes it just does wild things I don't expect. Yeah, that's Sometimes why. Like, Hello, everyone. It's like, I'm not, I don't plan on doing that. I think it's fun. <laughs> it, it's fun. It surprises me. I like it. I it, hope I'm not losing my voice. No, what would we do? Ooh, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I that's, don't know. That's why I'm sipping on this hot coffee over here, but I, I think maybe the caffeine wasn't the right choice because 
My voice also feels a little tired. I probably should have gone tea. I should be drinking Czech wine. We have a lot. We stocked up. We're so good at coming up with excuses to drink. <laughs> and we, okay, yeah, we got bad. Like, we were so good, so good, so good. And until, like, two, three weeks ago, uh, it became a struggle a little bit. And it's not like we drink a lot, but we don't drink two times a week anymore. We do, like, four. Mm-hmm. Two seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do it. Let's talk about Harold, 41, from New Mexico. From behind in this opening scene, I thought, oh, David's back. Oh, oh yeah. David, David from Las Vegas is back. But no, he was at a he was at a bowling alley. Harold was at a bowling alley, and so it did. It, it was reminiscent of yeah. David. But I think Harold's role model is is somewhere in between Guy Fieri and Al Borland. Uh, let's talk about Harold. All right. Harold is 41, as you said, and he's living the life he ever wanted. He has friends. He has a cool apartment, but he's missing one thing. Mm. He's missing a companionship. He's missing a woman. Yes. yes and yes. because he does not, the American women are not for him because they apparently they don't say what they want. They play games. They play games. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Just Americans in general, I think. Which is basically what Susan was getting at, too. Yeah, I mean, American guys definitely play games. Not you, but... Everyone's playing some sort of game over here in the States. Or a, a lot of people are playing games. Do I games. play games? No, very blunt. Very blunt. You mm. love it. You love it so much that sometimes you get nervous. James Blunt over here. I still keep you on your toes sometimes. Oh, you right? absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, he, he, Harold was living his best life. He, the life of an artist. And Usama would be envious. Oh, yeah. Of this life, I think, because he, he went 40 plus years living at home, doing his art. Well, actually... I think Harold is quite smart because he says, I lived with my parents in San Antonio until six months ago trying to be an artist. But in 2019, I realized that um, being a starving artist is probably not going to work for the life that I want. So he became a radiation protection tech. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. I love that he thought about like, you know what? I love art. I can still do it. But I should maybe focus on something that brings some cash in to so I can live the life that I always wanted. And he's living it. Yeah, he's got, his own, he's got his own place now. All he needs is a female. That's it. He's happy. He has this awesome apartment that he shows us with a lot of tables. A lot of tables. A lot of art. A couple chairs. And listen, everyone, everyone's different. Everyone likes different things. And I'm so happy for Harold. Yeah. And his art actually wasn't bad. His art was, I was like, that's not bad at all. Compared to Usama, our resident artist. Yeah. Harold's, yeah. Art, Harold's art was pretty good. So yes, we do learn he just moved out of his parents' house. We also learn at the age of eight, he was diagnosed with ADD without hyperactivity and also diagnosed uh, autistic. Yes. So... Now he's got his new job, he's saved some money up, he has a 401k, and yes, he's ready to move on to the next phase of his life. Yes. The love phase. And so the reason why he picked an Eastern European country, not, is because the women are very blunt and honest, strong, beautiful, and dominant. Well, he filtered it down. He said it. I like Eastern Europe because the women are blunt and honest, but I love Czech women mm, yeah, you're right. because they're strong, dominant, and beautiful. And I think my passive nature would be a good compliment to that. Yeah, I just hope that it's very true. Czech or European people in general are very blunt and we do say what's in our mind. We There's no sugarcoating unless, yeah, I don't know anyone who sugarcoats. I don't sugarcoat. I try now sometimes. But I just hope that Harold is going to the Czech Republic with this statement in mind. That he really does want someone to be blunt with yes, him. Yes, because yeah. I'm telling you, being blunt plus the language barrier, thinking that these women probably their English is not going to be the best. It might be. I don't but know. It, might, it might be, it might not. But there is always this little misunderstanding when you don't speak the same language. And I just hope that Harold has an open mind 
and won't get discouraged if someone says something that maybe sounds a little harsh. Okay. Here's the first misunderstanding, I think. He says he chose Prague because he loves tall, sexy blondes. You and me both, Harold. But <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I think the misconception is that most Czechs are blonde, but brown hair is the most common color. I would say brown hair is the most common color. Like lighter, lighter, lighter features, but yeah. Katarina has brown hair. All my friends that you All have. your friends have brown yeah. hair. My your, family, entire family. My mom dyes your, her hair, but your, I'm... I'm the only one in my family with blonde hair and light eyes. I have green eyes. Hey, your cousin has yeah. very dark hair. Very dark. So I think it's a misconception that checks are blonde. So Harold, buckle up, buddy, because you might be dating some brunettes over there. There are beautiful blonde checks, obviously. Of course. But there are beautiful blondes in Finland, in Poland, in Slovakia. Like that's the Euro type. Like a lot of like lighter features. The Farther north you go, yeah. the lighter skin and hair became. Yeah, gum. but the other, the other beautiful thing that he's going for is Prague, I think. Oh, Prague is gorgeous. The, the women are beautiful, but the city is beautiful. And so you I need think. need to go back. I think he was smart to pick a beautiful city. Yeah, and Prague is awesome. I mean, listen, Czech people are awesome. Uh, unfortunately, I think in Prague, a lot of people do speak English. Once you leave Prague, it's uh, it's hard. You can you can talk talk about it a little bit, right? Oh yeah, I had no problem getting around Prague. Everyone yeah. spoke English. It's an incredibly tourist friendly city. Yeah. But y- you drive outside the city limits, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you better learn some Czech. In my small town, a few people sometimes hear us speaking English, and they offer you. A menu or a drink in English and you love ordering in Czech, but... Yeah, again, some of the more tourist-friendly yeah. restaurants will. And, and, and some of the younger people in yeah. the smaller towns oh, yeah, yeah. speak English. Harold's in his 40s. I think in those small towns, you're going to be hard-pressed to find someone in their 40s or older that speaks English. I don't think he's going for a small town. No, I don't think he is. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying if you want my perspective on the thing, yeah, you'll be fine in Prague. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You drive 20, 30 minutes outside... Good luck. So speaking of, let's cut to Prague. Let's meet Katarina. She's the matchmaker. Katarina Nemcova. Nailed it. Uh, Matchmaker, relationship consultant. She has an 80% success rate, which you think sounds good. Yeah. Until you meet our other matchmaker who's undefeated. But I'll take 80. I think he is. No, she said 90, by the way. I have 80. I have 90. Well, let's go 85. Okay. I think... 80, 85, or 90 is still, you need to, I feel like if I went to a matchmaker and she or he said, I have a 100% success rate, I would not buy it. Yeah, true. Like, I feel like you need to have some failures because it just makes sense. 80%, that's four out of five, Yeah, right? That's pretty good. Very good. Four out of five. Or eight out of 10. Eight out of 10, yeah. Same. It doesn't sound as good as four out of five, but pretty good. Okay. So Katarina's like, well, Harold is very set on Prague. However, he's not the type of man most women would go for. He's not a grown-up man. He's a little boy looking for his mommy. Yes. And this is, make, that, this is that bluntness Therese is talking yeah, about. Oh, absolutely. And I'll make a statement. I said it many times on this podcast that Czech people in general, we love Czech. We're not trying to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have all the friends who left the country. There are some people who fled during the wars, right? And they live elsewhere now. But young people love to travel. They love to becoming all pairs. They love to work and study and travel abroad. But a lot of them end up back in the Czech Republic. So for someone to be looking for other people outside of the Czech Republic, there must be more to more to it. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, it, don't hate me, but... I'm going to go with uh, a better life, more money, maybe travel. Uh, although Czech is doing well. well. I'm very curious about these ladies and I hope we'll learn more about them. Not just the name. I want to know the occupations because but I'm very curious. That's something that wasn't addressed on this first episode. Are the Americans planning to bring the foreigner over or are they planning to go live 
in the foreign country. I think, I don't think Harold can live in the Czech Republic. Maybe, no, maybe now why couldn't he live in Prague? He could, but I feel like, I feel like. For they have rocks there. Teresa, why couldn't he live in Prague? Well, we have old rocks. <laughs> but I just, I think it's tough if you don't know the language. Okay. At Again, all. I think he he get by in Prague. And I think he's someone who's willing to learn, as we'll see. That's true. But Katerina thinks he's not really the, the guy most women go for. And she goes, I'm not saying it because he's autistic. I've had autistic clients before. It's not about that. It's just that he's had so much disappointment in his life. He has zero confidence. Yeah. And I think knowing what I know about... Eastern Europe and Czech women in particular, they do want a man who carries themselves well. Everyone in your family, everyone that I've seen your friends interact with, they carry themselves. They have confidence. Oh, yeah. There's this strong European confidence oh, yeah. about them. And I think that's probably what these women will look for. And Harold doesn't necessarily carry himself that way. Yeah. And again, I, I'm very cu- super curious about these women because... If you want to leave Prague, why? I'm telling you, like a lot of Czechs just don't leave. Czechs love okay. Czech. Well, let's see. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm, this is super exciting to me. So we cut back and we see Harold trying to learn the language. And and oh, you, can, you can translate for me. He was trying to learn how to say, do you want to see my rock collection? And Google said, would you like to see my rock band collection? Oh. Say it for me. Uh, would you like to see my rock collection? Chtěl bys vidět mou rockovou kolekci. Okay. But they mean like, like, rock, like rock band. Like CD collection? Yeah. Or like... No, like any. How would, you have a, how would you have a rock band collection? Because rock, the type of music in yeah. Czech, is rock. I know rock, as, like a stone, is common. Okay. All right. Either way, I don't think Harold should be asking the question. Uh, there are there are rock nerds in the Czech Republic. Here you go. Listen, all Katrina needs to do is to find someone who is into stuff like that and he who wants to experience something different other than the Czech Republic. Okay. Or have Harold move to the Czech Republic. Very, very true. So Harold's mom, Deborah, arrives. Mom is not too confident that Harold is going to find love in a foreign place. Well, she doesn't want him to get his heart broken. Of course, as any mom would not want that to happen. But Harold says, in the States, I wasn't being myself. I'm trying to appeal to women here. I'm trying to play their game. I can't play their game, Mom. But now I'm going to go be myself and check. Oh, Harold. What? You don't think Harold could be himself in Czech? Oh. I think Harold is himself. Oh. And, and that's what I love about that's Harold. That's what I was going to say. Harold is going to be himself, but Czech women are going to be themselves too. All right. And that's, that's why I'm watching the oh, show. Yeah. So cut to Harold and his mom meeting with an attorney because he wants to talk about a prenup. And shout out to the tape measure suspenders. You don't want to lose those in a divorce. So I think that's very smart that you're, you're looking <laughs> into a prenup. And I love this because Harold is looking for a prenup to protect his art and his ideas. This is beautiful. And and who better to go speak to than, than store brand David Hasselhoff? Oh, yeah. So Harold has notebooks filled with potential world-changing ideas that he wants to protect because when he's a millionaire, the girl didn't earn that money. If she stays with him, she could potentially earn a chunk of it, but you got to protect that. Harold's on the wrong show. He's got to get on Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. He's got 10 books full of inventions. Get on Shark Tank, my brother. And then let's talk. Yeah, but I love this. This is sweet. I love it too, but why were you focusing on your art for 40 years, Harold? Bring these ideas to market. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure if you got 10 notebooks, Phil, you got at least what? one or two. One or two good ideas. One or two scrub daddies. Or, oh, right, they're making one millions. or two sham wows in there. Millions. Come on. So I want to see what's in there. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we will. So the lawyer's like, all right, have you told your fiance you're meeting with an attorney? And Harold goes, I haven't met her yet. I'm going to Prague and I'm going to a matchmaker. And Hasselhoff's basically like, oh, brother. But kudos to him for not lot. You could tell that he's confused, but like, 
I think a lot of people would laugh at that situation because it's it sounds ridiculous. No, it doesn't. It sounds like 90 Day Fiance. It does, but like imagine like someone tell you and I were laughing on the couch because I was laughing because it's sweet. I was laughing because Harold, unlike many others on this show, is actually thinking ahead a little too, <laughs> a little too ahead because there is no prenup without getting married. I, I was laughing because the lawyer was like, you're hassling the Hoff right now. Come back when you're engaged and we'll talk. But he was good about it. He was like, first step, because Harold was like, what is the first step to protect my, my ideas and my assets? Yeah. And the lawyer was like, well, first step is to meet a girl. Uh-huh. Find someone to protect them against. And then make we can the talk. list of your assets and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. So new day, we see Harold packing for check. And Katerina gives him a call and it goes, you all packed, Harold? Make sure you bring a lot of condoms. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) And Harold's like, no, 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 no. No room for condoms. I'm bringing my art collection. I'm bringing my rock collection. And Katerina goes, Harold, check is full of rocks. (laughs) You don't need to bring your own. (laughs) And then she's making sure that he doesn't bring clothes that's like 10 years old. And then I was like, well, I took very good care of it. Well, it looks like he does take good care of his wardrobe. Yeah, I would. He's got style. I, I think Carolina, I mean, Katarina should take him out shopping. Just something quick, like jeans and shirts. Don't, with, don't, go, don't go too crazy. Hit me with a couple check stores that Katarina should take him to. Like stores that checks love, not check stores. Right? Sure. Yeah, we love, um, sa- what is it called? It's, uh, it's like CNA. Okay. Sa- we love New Yorker, but it's like more like young people brands. All right. We love Mango. We sure. love Reserved. Who we doesn't? love Zara. Of course. We we love Fancy. That is the, that is the Fancy street with all the Louis Vuitton and all that. And where could he find himself a nice pair of suspenders in um, Prague? Probably H&M. Okay. Well, All right. Well, let's keep it. Let's keep it universal. You heard it here first, Harold. All right. That is Harold. So far my favorite, not just because of check, but because he just seems like a sweet guy who's looking for love in I a hopeless place. I just hope he'll, he'll find someone genuine. And if honestly, if it's not love, I hope he finds a friend. I hope he at least gets banged. <laughs> Get your rocks <laughs> off, Harold. All right. Oh, Should we we'll move see. on? Oh, our, let's move on. Our last single. Stanika. Stanika, 32. It, it's Stanika. Oh, Stanika. Yeah. Well, I put a little French on it. <laughs> um, 32 for, I put a little Mississippi on it. Okay. All right. She's a realtor and also has a side hustle. She owns her own photo booth business. I love that. Jackson, sure. Mississippi. Ja- shout out to Jackson. Have you ever been to Mississippi? No, but I can Me spell neither. it. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Look at you. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um, we meet another semi-swell dog. A lot of semi-swellers on this they first episode. They become swell when, if they behave well. Because it's all yeah. about a personality, guys. Right. First impression, semi-swell. Then you get to know the dog and they could boop up to swell. Yeah. If they have a good personality. So she is 32 and has never been in a relationship. And so let's... Let's uh, meet her friend slash cousin. I think it's her cousin slash friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. You said friend slash cousin. Potato, potato. Yeah. They're going shopping because Stanika is going to Morocco to meet with Nina, the matchmaker, who's going to find her a Moroccan man who's going to treat her like the queen that she is. Yes. And so we get a little history on Stanika. Stanika. Stanika? It is. I, see, I write it how I think I should say it, and I wrote S-T-A-N-E-E-K-A. I wrote S-T-A-N-I-K-A, Stanica. Stanica? So Stanica. I'm, putting, I'm just putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. I think <laughs> I think Stanica? You, I think it's, it's Stanica. I like Stanica better. What but, All right. Stanica? Do you speak English? Stanica? Stanica. All right. Here's what I'm Guys call in, but I'm pretty sure that I, Teresa, am correct. I'm taking the phone off the hook. Stanica. (laughs) um, Here's what I know. She was 283 pounds. She had a weight loss surgery. Now she's down to 187. So she lost the weight, but she has not gained the confidence. So that is what she's dealing with. 
I think when it comes to relationship, because like she carries herself very confidently. I think, yeah, you're hundred percent right. I think what it is, is she probably feels like everyone in Jackson yeah. still sees the bigger girl, even though she's had this transformation, no one, no one is giving her a second chance because they just see, oh, that's Stanica. We know Stanica, right? So she needs to get out of her hometown, get out of her home state to get a, a new chance. Get out of all the states because she's going to Morocco. She's going to Morocco. And here's why. Her friend has a Moroccan husband. Yes. Who treats her like a queen. Yes. And she loves it. And when she started looking into Moroccan men, she found out that besides them being treating with women well, from what she knows, they're also easy on the eye. Ooh, if the bed is Moroccan, don't come a knocking. Jesus. So cut to Morocco. We meet Nina, the matchmaker, who was raised in Jersey. Born and raised in New Jersey. But her parents are Palestinian. Yes. So she says, I'm uniquely skilled for this type of matchmaking, which... I couldn't agree more. That's amazing. She has the best of both worlds. Yeah. And she specializes in matching Americans with Moroccans. Right. And that's what she's saying, yeah. I think, is I have that American background and yeah. I have the Palestinian oh, background. It, totally, because it it's just just knowing both sides is great. Exactly. So she's undefeated in matchmaking. And this is where we were talking about earlier that maybe it's not a good thing. Maybe you don't believe it or maybe she's forcing these couples to stay together somehow? I have a great question that you may or may not have the answer to. You ready? All right, I'll make one up. Uh, probably, I don't think you have the answer. So when you're looking, when you're searching for love, you go to this matchmaker, you are the one who pays, right? Ooh, you definitely pay. So you pay. But what about all the women and men they have in store to show? Do they pay or do they just sign up? It's interesting because they're also being matched. So yes. they're benefiting from the service too. Yeah. So, but uh, here's my thing. Do you go, would I go, say, I'm in check, I'm single, I never met you. I would go to Katarina, be like, hey, Katarina, I'm looking for love. Uh, do you have anyone for me? So am I going to become the one who searches or am I going to become one of her girls? I'm going to put the phone back on the hook. Guys, call in <laughs> if you have this answer because I don't know. You're both benefiting from this service because he and hear me out and just bear with me don't don't think i'm saying something rude because i don't if i sign up for his matchmaking right i'm gonna have some requirements i'm gonna list i'm gonna basically list like tall yeah. dark hair lighter features dark eyes i'm, I'm just right grabbing, here at the just grabbing john yeah. very much my type but then if I'm if I'm set up to go on a date, let's say with Harold, who's not my type, mm -hmm. I would be pissed because I would be like, "Hey, have you listened to me?" Right. And if you sign up to be matched, just like, "Hey, like I'm single, I'm open." Like, how does it work? Do you pay? Yeah, but who's uh, to say? Who's to say that people who don't find Harold attractive would be matched to him? Remember, go back to Caesar. They all looked at his photo and heard about his background and said, "Okay, I'm willing to meet him." It wasn't like a blind. Date. So I guess that might be that might be it, but I still feel like there are probably some people who are there. Maybe they signed up for, hey, I'm interested. Let's see. And there are some people who are like, I want this. Match me. Yeah, I feel like right? the, mat the matchmaker works for both parties. I mean, they must, but I almost feel like one of the parties pays more. I would have like, to imagine. For example, the whole like Caesar, right? I don't think those girls are paying right exactly. top dollar. But like, yeah. how do you find them? Hmm. You see? No, Did I you see, get my I, point? I, yeah, call in. It's a great question. I, I would love to know because, oh, very curious. It's a great question. So, and it, this yeah. doesn't go just for the ones in Czech. It goes for all of them. The ones in Morocco, the ones in Colombia. Like, how? It's a great question. Yeah. Even Jewish matchmaking. Is it just the people who were focusing on the Oris and the Dannys? Sure. Or is it all the, the daters? Are they paying? True, true, true. So, all right, back to Stanica. And I know I said Harold is my favorite so far, but Stanica is a close second because finally we meet someone on a 90-day fiancé type show who cares about the culture she's about to meet someone from, who cares enough to ask questions. And she does that here when she calls Nina to show off an outfit that she's thinking about buying for a date. I don't know how I feel about Nina's answer because Tanika's like, 
well, what should I wear? I'm at the store shopping. I just want to make sure I'm being respectful. And Nina's like, just just wear whatever you want, be you, which is great. But be you in America, it can mean anything. I think it's a beautiful answer. And this is why Nina is undefeated. Because be you, unlike Nicole in Mahmoud, True. where Nicole is be trying to be herself and Mahmoud is saying no, Stanika, go in being you and you'll find a guy who accepts you for you, not this... Not this Moroccan version of you who, oh, I'm going to cover up and wear the hijab and then I'm going to find a guy but lead him on and make him think I'm going to dress like this forever. No, be respectful, but be you and find a guy who wants you for you. Yes, exactly. Be you 100%, but be respectful. And I feel like she gets it, meaning... Maybe in the U.S. you go out, you go out to brunch with the girls. You let your girls out a little bit. <laughs> maybe in Morocco you wear a scarf, or maybe not a deep V-neck. Yet you can still be, you can still be sparkle, sparkly. You can still wear tight pants, right? But just don't, don't put it all out there. But it also depends, and we don't know the answer. Is she moving there, or is she just meeting a guy? And I think bring she's him? just meeting a guy. So that's I'm different too. So that's yeah. different too. Here's my question. What is your thoughts on going out of the country for your very first relationship? I mean, she's going out of the country for the very first time. But to meet a guy and hopefully be in her very first relationship. She has zero experience as a girlfriend or a fiance or a wife. And she's going overseas to dip her foot into that life. I get it. She's disappointed with men who are around her, who she's interacted before. And so why not? She wants someone who is going to love her for who she is, no matter her past, right? Yeah. And that guy is not in Jackson, Mississippi. Maybe not, but maybe he's in Alabama, Florida, Louisiana. My point is, the reason I ask, she's... Committing herself, I would imagine, to a long-distance relationship right off the bat. And you don't really know how to be in a relationship. So is being in a long-distance relationship the best relationship to be in the first time? Why not? I don't know. If you feel like everyone in this country failed you and you don't feel connected to any man, you just want something different, then, yeah, go outside of the country. All right. I get it. All right. No, I support it. I just wonder if maybe having a little relationship experience closer to home would serve her in this situation. But who knows? Maybe clean slate is the best way to go in. You know what's interesting? I I did have a boyfriend in Czech in high school, right? But I never like dated anyone from the Czech Republic in my adult years, right? Mm -hmm. But I love... I love you. I love your mindset. I love the way you do things, think about things. But when we go to check and I even like listen to my friends talking about their significant others or hearing some of the things that come out of these Czech men, I'm, many times I'm like, oh, my God, like, did you really say that? Like, oh, I would not be able to deal with this. Sure. And it's interesting. And I just feel like I'm so out of touch with that culture when it comes to relationship that it's weird to me and it's my homeland okay so that's interesting then we're saying stanika stanika dang i tried to say it correctly stanika she has no relationship to compare it to yeah and so she can just go in with an open mind yeah and sure and and that may be for the best so all right new day birthday And she's going to celebrate with family who doesn't know she's going to Morocco to find love. No. And so uh, she meets everyone and they're like, oh, Stonika, 32, it's time to get married and married. And another cousin or aunt, she's like, no, it's time to live your life. And Stonika's like, speaking of, Mm -hmm. I'm going to Morocco to find... Find a man, and Nina's going to help me with that. Who's Nina? <laughs> I was like, who's Nina? Yeah, because mom's like, why do you have to go to Morocco to find love? And Stanley is like, I'm not going to find love. Nina's going to find love. Who's, who's Nina? Nina? <laughs> well, so for mom, you don't find love. Love finds you. Mm-hmm. And mom, 
maybe in a small time Mississippi, but in the world, you gotta help it out. You gotta help it out. Hey, if you have a matchmaker with a hundred percent success rate, why not give it a try? Yeah, but I'm saying like all these apps, like everything. When you are on the app, you're already helping it. Going to a matchmaker, 100%. Love that. Just you don't. I don't think anymore. You people go to the supermarket and meet the love of their life, right? Sure, but I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a little confused. What you're saying? App mom versus, says, mom versus. says you don't find you don't go find love. Love finds you. Okay. I'm saying like no matter what. Nowadays, you still go and find love. You help it out. You don't just let it happen. Sure, sure. You don't just. Some people do. But oh yeah, I get what you're saying. If you're lucky, sure. But many times you're not lucky, and that's why you turn to the apps and you turn to the matchmaking services, and you help it out. And that's uh, yeah, okay. I think, I think it's a more efficient way to meet yeah. people. You, you can weed out things that you're not so attracted to right off the bat. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's see. Who's Nina? Who's Nina? <laughs> well, we'll see if she can keep her 100% success rate. Ooh. I'm into this. I'm excited. I think I'm really going to enjoy this season. And we're going to have more peeps, you said, right? Yeah, I think there's at least one more person going to every country. Ooh. So buckle up. Gimme, give gimme. Give it's going to get good. Yeah, that is the first episode. Match Me Abroad, season one, episode one. Thank you guys for listening. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do, at Married to Reality Pod. If you want even more content, come over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. We got Love and Paradise cooking over there. All right. Also, just make sure you follow the podcast wherever you're listening because you guys might have noticed we dropped a little surprise Jewish matchmaking <laughs> episode one by now. Episode two. We're Woo-hoo. doing eight nights of episodes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, taking the Sabbath off. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So much matchmaking. Okay? So much matchmaking. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a fine. Catch me a catch. Jewish matchmaking. Czech matchmaking. Moroccan matchmaking. Colombian matchmaking. So much matchmaking and so much content. So follow along. You'll get those episodes. You'll get these episodes. You'll get 90 Day on the Patreon. We got Love and Paradise. We are the king and queen of content over here, Teresa. So follow along and please, we're working hard for you guys. So hard. Leave us a review. If you haven't, we love the love. Five-star reviews are the best. If you write something with a five-star review, we'll read it on the Monday night podcast, the 90 day podcast. So please leave us a review if you haven't. Yes. All right. That is it. I've said it all. Have you? I've said said it all and I can't wait to say more. Cannot wait, but we'll have to wait until next week, at least for this show. We've got plenty other shows to talk about this (laughs) week. (laughs) So rest that voice, Teresa. I said it all. You said it all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.